Let's fucking do this. Welcome to So Bad It's Bad, the podcast that takes the brain out of brainstorming. I'm John Lester. I'm Sonesh Chainani. Sonesh, I have some very bad news. We, we have we have a big problem. What is it? I think we might get canceled. The network might cancel us. Oh, shit. Did you say something racist on Twitter? I don't think so. Um, they said, we're not we're not done yet, though. Um, the, the, the network execs uh, sent us some notes. You know how they have notes on their shows? On their network, I do. All right, so they sent us some notes of things they we need to fix or improve, and maybe we won't get canceled. Well, you know, if we do get canceled, we'll be in pretty esteemed company. Uh, Roseanne, for example, the reboot. <laughs> That's true, and and maybe the original show. I don't know. Uh, exactly. It doesn't exist anymore. Fair enough. I mean, I so I don't know what to do. I guess I'm willing to try some of these uh, notes. Okay. I think everybody feels like network executives are have really good uh, creative intuition. I mean, that, you know, that's how they got those jobs, and so we should probably listen to them. Um, okay, here, here, here's the notes. So number one, they really like your name. They're really big fan of the name Sonesh. It's very Googleable, apparently. It is. Um, it my, is. My my name that is is stink. They want they want something better. It's not good. That's I I agree. Um, so here I've been thinking about it. Uh, you know, you know uh, how some people are named Theodore, but they go by Ted. I I do know that. Yep. I don't like that. I think I think it's a little. The, there's too disconnected for me. I think so. I think just Tedador would be good. Tedador is good. What about Tedador is my top choice. Yeah. Go what ahead. about just kind of simple, just inverting? What about Lester John? That could be all right. Le- Lester is a pretty good Googleable. Yeah, it's better. Um, what about Tone Loke? I think it's taken. <laughs> I don't think no, so. No, but you know what? Who, I think who would if be a named fam- Tone I think Loke? If, I think if a famous person doesn't do something with his name long enough, it reverts to public domain. Yeah, I think. I mean, right. I think Tone um, Loke probably hasn't used that trademark name in in a while, so I think you can take on Tone Loke. Um, what else did I have? Uh, Rudyard. I feel like Rudyard's pretty good. Yeah, Rudyard's good. Uh, um, Jocelyn. I'd like that. And Noom Noom is my final okay, is, idea I had down is, here. Is Jocelyn, are there men named Jocelyn? Uh, there would be. Okay, be that's, that's true. That's true. There'd be one. Okay, so the second note was there's not enough conflict on the show, apparently. They want more conflict uh, between the hosts in particular. Oh, but I'm, con- I'm a conflict avoidant personality these days. Well, I am too. Uh, so I think that's part of the problem. So we'll get... <laughs> um, so I, we need we need to uh, uh, fight and disagree more. No, but they don't see all the behind the scenes conflict. Like, should we record this podcast at eight thirty or eight forty because of our dinner it's and true. family schedules? I mean, it it gets pretty yeah. pretty hairy behind the scenes. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm blowing you up all, all the time on <laughs> in private. And and obviously we we do so much intense research. Well, that sometimes our research conflicts with the other ones. <laughs> as research often does in the real world. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. So here, there's another way we could get conflict. Um, uh, the the network said, which is to start beefs with other organizations. I think that's a, a more promising route. Uh, I agree. Um, just start agree. some public beefs. Like, who can we beef with? Who can we get some beef going with? Um, good question. I mean, I, I'd say someone like Kanye, but there's already too much beef. I would. No. I would I'd pick someone with whom 
who who does everybody like? I know. Let's pick like a beloved, like Meryl Streep or someone. Like pick a pick yeah, a girl. Yeah, like Meryl Streep. Or what about like Olivia Coleman? No one doesn't like Olivia Coleman, right? She's awesome. She's that's gorgeous. true. Like, so we'll just pick someone that's universally beloved and does good things oh. for charities and people, and we'll just blow them up for no reason. You know, you know what I did hear about Olivia Coleman? Seriously, this is the truth that I made up right now. That uh, I heard she, um, I, I heard uh, her farts are the worst. She's got the worst farts. I, I believe it. Gross. I believe it. Yeah. Um, and I and I heard I heard she uh, killed a baby. I don't. That's what that's what I heard. I don't. Oh dear. With the fart. Um, I Olivia Coleman or her agent. Please do not listen to this. I'm an attorney. I this is making me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> no, that's how you get a beef started. Or 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 we just claim to be better at her. I bet we. I bet you and I could outact her uh, on any. Any like British procedural top show. Also, she, we she we both could have been a much better Queen Anne than she was for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm. I got more Queen Anne in the tip of my penis than she has in her whole penis. Okay. Again, That's Olivia Coleman or her agent, please don't listen to this. <laughs> okay. So I think that's pretty good. Uh, last two quick notes. Uh, more Spanish. I think this whole. Um, Thing where the the presidential candidates are all speaking Spanish has gotten everybody riled up for more Spanish. Wait, wait let's and, let's and let's not, just let's just clarify. Not, you not, mean white, yeah. very white dudes speaking Spanish, correct? Like Tim. Yeah, that's right. Tim like Kaine. A, what's his name? That J- Beto. Uh, Jared Leto. Yeah, Jared Leto. <laughs> Beto. Whatever it is. Ja- I think that's the same I, person. Th- yeah, they. Uh, that's actually a good call. A Jared Beto mashup is pretty good. <laughs> I'm in. Um. So so I don't speak any Spanish. But I think you do speak pretty good Spanish. I do, I so do. You can just drop that in throughout, and uh, I'll pretend and go along. Okay, okay, sounds good. All right, and then and then third and the next idea is is to have a third co-host. Okay. Which, um, so I I had a couple ideas, uh, who are <laughs> something of a theme. Who are both uh, uh now sort of British ladies, um, because I think we need a lady if we had a third co-host would be optimal, kind of round things out. So one would be. Uh, the Duchess of Sussex, the newly married Duchess, uh, the first black UK royal. Meghan Markle? Exactly. Okay. Yep. Duchess okay. Sus, I call her. Good old Duchess. I Got think Duchess would be pretty good. Uh, I don't know if she's busy. She's like super rich now. She doesn't have to work. Yeah. So I think she could dial in once a fucking month. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, even better. Even better. Do you know this Jamila Jamil person? Of course I know Jamila Jamil. Would, I, I would be outvoted two brown to one white but i'd be okay with that she's, she's awesome she's she's basically me with better hair i mean it's i'm a, it's essentially i mean she's a much better person than you are but, <laughs> she um, agreed a hundred percent and yeah. and she's my, in uh my favorite my favorite quote from her is anything is a dildo if you, if you're uh brave enough oh. like that is an awesome person that is right agreed there. agreed she is in uh i'm i'm a big fan of the good place have you seen it Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Big it's time. awesome, uh, and yeah, she's, she's good. She's great in that. She's very good in that. Uh, that's uh, 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 yeah, it's a very good show. And then I, I don't know. Maybe we have a contest when we start having guests on. We can just tell them that they're in the running to be the third co-host, and we'll score them at the end of each episode. I, I, listen, I'm I'm all about rating people and making them feel uncomfortable. That's that's awesome. Exactly. Okay, so I, I hopefully we won't get canceled. Hopefully the network will keep us on. Uh, I'm I'm. Uh, we're going to try some of these. Uh, um, so welcome. Welcome to the show, everybody. Again, this is a podcast where co-hosts Sonesh and uh, and Jocelyn take 
requests for help with brainstorming and we come up with terrible ideas for them. All right, let's start with one of our classic sources of, of questions from Reddit. Now, this is, this, this is a monster thread on Reddit that uh, I unearthed. And it's, uh, it was posed, frankly, a few years ago, I think, um, started, but it's, it's evergreen. And the original question was, Reddit, ever had an idea for a screenplay or movie that you wanted to write? And boy, did people on Reddit have those ideas. They real, real did. Um, so we're not going to go through the hundreds. Well, of first of all, also, first of all, in my head, the average Redditor is literally someone in front of their computer <laughs> playing, coming yeah. up with fruitless ideas for a screenplay they want to write but won't. And yeah, instead are right. re- being Redditors about it. Yeah, That's exactly right. And thankfully, um, we're able to just take all their bad creativity and drop it into this podcast about that and give them basically no credit. Uh, perfect, and I think perfect. that's 100% legal. So, well, all right. So here, I, I, there's a there's a couple answers I wanted to dive into. So, and, and for us to discuss. And I've got my own that I that I want us to to maybe add to the mix. Um, so one person wrote in. Uh, so ever had an idea for a screenplay? Yes, finally, someone needs to make a gutter pirate movie, please. Something dark. Think shadows, greed, rape, pillaging drunks, not the funny kind. Gore, heartlessness. There's no good versus evil. It's just evil. <laughs> if the movie is set in pure evil, it would force the viewers to connect to a bad guy. The storyline can be something simple, but I am just sick of funny pirate crap. Okay, so this person, so, by the way, this person did not get the studio note about conflict. Because nope, they, nope. they want something just pure evil and dark, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, yeah. I've, have you ever seen the Saw movies? Is that what those are? Uh, I I think I saw one in the theater, but I think there's a conflict because like maybe one of the people will escape or I I don't know. But yeah, but okay, fair enough. Yeah, this and you certainly are not rooting for the bad guy in Saw, but it seems like that's what they want to happen here. Yeah, you got it. You got to really connect. And then again, this is Reddit, so people comment on other people's comments. And so Oberon Swanson, which is a lovely uh, username there, commented on this uh, real pirate, like real dark pirate uh, idea. And said, very much in support, I have been working on a story like this for a while, but it's a novel, not a screenplay. I basically saw Pirates of the Caribbean, and though I liked it, I thought the pirates were too nice. Like in one of the sequels, there's three of them fighting for like ten minutes, and they aren't even trying to kill each other. But pirates are obviously cool. Also, my main character is half shark, so it's not exactly realistic. (laughs) I love uh, I love that so, I love the throw yeah. the throwaway that's not a throwaway. Like he <laughs> he buried the lead. Let's make look, real pirates are gritty, right? Real pirates are bad people. Let let's show real pirates. Also, my main character fine is half short. <laughs> He's like, I want this to be historically accurate and the pirates have <laughs> I love it. No, he. You know what? Th- this is what I like about it. Is this is clearly have you had an idea? Like this is not going to get. He's like, I want it both ways. I want a realistic pirate movie. I also want Sharknado, yeah. and it's my idea, so I get to say you know what it is. I mean, I, I think this has Andy Serkis mocap written all over it. Uh, this is this is good to go. I guess it's a he's writing a novel, but I think that's just dumb. It's very novels are very long. But but again, if anybody wants to try some cover art, I'd love to see that. 
Well, let, let's let's get down to another idea somebody gifted to the Redditor universe. Um, I call it the gynecologist. Already I'm intrigued, right? Uh, I know kind of what's coming just based on the word gynecologist, but I don't know exactly what's okay. coming. Basically, there's a long line of men, all of whom... <laughs> <laughs> All of whom were famous gynecologists. Oh my god. Sonesh, can you name <laughs> no. any famous gynecologists? No, yeah, yeah, I can one. Richard Gere in Dr. T and the Women, which is a, an Altman movie, but he's a fiction yeah, also he's a go. fictional character. Well, I mean there was Richard Vagina who invented oh, the dear. vagina. Uh but yeah, okay. apart from him. All right. So all, uh, there's a long line of men. All of them are famous gynecologists. Then a son is born, but when it comes time for him to begin studying <laughs> vaginas, <laughs> uh, he reveals to his family that he is gay. Okay, uh, no big deal. He is then shunned by his whole family because of how he is scared and disgusted by vaginas. Now, here is, here is where it takes a really remarkable twist, even beyond what it said. Apparently, we are all meant to just implicitly understand that the definition of a gay person is someone who is scared and disgusted by vaginas. What I love is that he, his family, his family doesn't not accept him because he's gay. They don't accept him because he cannot love the profession that a long line of his ancestors. They're like, we don't care that you're gay, but how are you going to be an effective and loving gynecologist? Also, by the by the way, bro, you can't you can't you can't be doctoring on something you're not intentionally. By the way, like, you're, into. By the way your now. job is an excellent and famous gynecologist. It's presumably not to be sexually attracted and interested in all the vaginas that you're examining. Yeah. Okay. Oh man. This is a – then embarks on a question I mean, from a urologist. I mean, come on. So th- th- this is like the origin story of, of uh urology. But I, I this is yeah. so problematic and offensive. <laughs> In so many ways <laughs> that they're like, oh, well, he's gay. He'll he'll just he oh, should become a so penis is. doctor. Ha ha. OK, I don't even I don't even know where to begin with this. No, it's pretty bad. OK, well, so not none of these are very good, but I think I have an actually good idea okay. that we could contribute back to the Reddit community. OK, and I, and I want to redeem myself. I don't know if it was last episode or episode four. I had an idea that was um, instead of cupcakes up. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yep. And I, di- and I didn't really have anything to go with that. No, so, you did not. So I want to try, try, I want to try and swing that okay. ball again. Okay. So Nish, instead of Mary Poppins. Okay. Mary Poppins. Quick, wait, wait. All right. So here's what we're going to do. By the way, do. just quick question. I don't want to spoil it before it starts, but yeah. have you seen or yeah. heard of the movie Mrs. Doubtfire? <laughs> I was trying to get my kids to watch that today. Uh, they were um, they had a Fuller House day of watching Fuller House, and there's a Mrs. Doubtfire reference that I had to explain to them. And then I was like, "Can y'all just fucking watch like Mrs. Doubt?" And then uh, they were not having it. So, so we we watched it pretty recently, and the kids really liked it. I did not like it so much the second oh, time. I mean, I don't think I liked it the um, first time, but it it it, it seems problematic. It's, it's one of those movies I think. It's very problematic, and it kind of gets worse and worse and darker and weirder. I mean, it's about, like, really sad Now, what's people. the premise? Um, he can't see his kids as a father because why? No, no, he he can't. So the premise is that he and Sally Field get a divorce. He's, like, never home or, I don't remember, not responsive to her needs. 
Uh, he sees them sometimes on like weekends, but he has a shabby apartment and she has primary custody. So it's not that he like cannot see them. He just can't see them enough. <laughs> and he decides that to, to win them back, he will dress up as an, you know, it's a, basically, it's like part Tootsie, yeah. part Kramer versus Oof. Kramer. It's very weird. And, and I remember watching it the first time that, uh, you know, Pierce Brosnan's like the bad guy yep. right? who she gets involved with and he hits in the head with fruit. When you rewatch it, um, Pierce Brosnan's not a bad guy. He's like a <laughs> handsome, charming, attentive new boyfriend. And and Robin Williams basically is kind of psychotic and trying to brainwash his kids yeah. into not liking this perfectly acceptable and reasonable person who's in love with his ex-wife. Um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a bizarre. God, if only the gay in college had thought I'd dress like a woman, he would have just been just fine. Uh, I, Here's my yeah. pitch for Barry Poppins. All right. Okay. So Mary Poppins obviously goes in to like a family's life and works her magic uh, and and charms them and straightens out the somewhat um, reactionary father, uh, among other things, right? Yes. Barry Poppins, a.k.a. Barack Obama. <laughs> okay, I did not see this. Uh, is going to go straighten out the current occupants of the White House. He's going back. And he's going to take over as the, like, you know, uh, Mary Poppins to Baron Trump and family. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, this, this, got, this got real. <laughs> I, now, here, here's the problem. I don't know if we can convince Barack Obama to do this movie. Um, so how good is your Barack Obama impression is my first question. It is... So, not, right, so, so I'm not sure. Try, try it in Spanish. Give us a little Barack Obama in I, Spanish. I, you, I, you, you know, maybe next time, but you will not get a Barack Obama in Spanish from me right now. Um, um, so I think it would be something like, um, "Hola, I'm here to watch your children because I think that's really important. I think families are muy bueno." <laughs> that was. That was. You know what? That was better than I thought it would be. And I, I have to say, the last two weeks, your impressions have surprised me. <laughs> because I've never thought of you as much of a thespian. No, and I'm... Outside, outside the confines of your larger-than-life personality. Right. Uh, yeah. So Barry Poppins gets in there, Pretty good. teaches him about now, love, about life, about now, I don't wanna, Middle Eastern I don't wanna diplomacy. Get, I don't want to get like, political you know, too much. No, uh, I don't no get, it's not the point. But, quick question. Yeah. Do we think... Um, do we think... Baron Trump and family are okay with a blackmail nanny. Um, I mean, I'm not sure that's you you know. So how bad would it be if he had to doubtfire himself? Oh, are are we are we are we going full whiteface now? Well, that's that's a different (laughs) question, Zonet. I think I think whiteface (laughs) plus doubtfire starts to get into some sticky situations for us. I, I don't uh, know yeah, if the network's going to approve of that, so now. Listen, they approved white chicks, which got made. <laughs> this is only marginally more offensive than white chicks. Mr. P- Mr. President, we would like you to infiltrate the White House, but you're going to have to doubt by yourself, and, and it's going to be totally white-faced as well. I, I only do it for this country <laughs> that I love so much. Yeah, I, I, yeah it's going to be a hard sell, but okay. Let's let's move on uh, before we get into deeper waters with our uh, former president. 
Um, I, we have a, uh, a write in from a, a friend of the show, Sophia the Poet. And um, I'm, I'm going to condense her question down to uh, ideas on battling sugar dependency. And I think if we gave her uh, some some sugar metaphors, that that would be good for. <laughs> she she is a poet. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would just say eat salt all the time instead of sugar. Just just consume massive quantities of salt. Really, you think they like trade off on each other like that? It's like you're I, only allowed a certain I, amount of like white stuff in your I, body. Maybe I I've never had a sweet tooth, so this is I'm trying to be empathetic, but uh, you know I'm that kind of person that always wants pizza or hot wings or salty food at, at 1 a.m. Yeah, um, I, um, you know, I, I swallowed a, a, a hot pepper. Uh, I got a big jar of hot peppers to put on my salads, and I swallowed one down the wrong uh, air pipe earlier today. Man, I, I don't know. Could, that was real bad. It almost put me off the hot peppers. Maybe she just swallowed a bunch of, like, sugar down the wrong air pipe, and it got in her lungs. It would feel so bad she wouldn't want to do it again. Yeah, or maybe what if what if someone – scared her and pulled a prank that involved like throwing massive amounts of sugar at her oh in, uh, in, your poetry's awful here take this sugar in in her eye i mean it's just you know it just create shame sugar create a traumatic event involving sugar now you know, that, I, that, that would probably this is kind of genius i like this idea yeah, sugar trauma. Now, she probably will need therapy to deal with the trauma, but she probably won't have a sugar dependency. So I think there's a bigger opportunity here. I don't think this is just about Sophia the Poets, like sugar dependency. I think this is about Americans being fat as shit. I think we got to go, like, sugar is the unhealthiest thing everybody's putting in their body 247, right? Like, I mean, there's there's it. opioids. I, I would, I'm not sure it's no, but on a, sure it's, look, on a numbers game, I bet sugar kills more people. Uh, than, yes, probably than, than death does even. So yeah, no, I, I think uh, we got to demonize sugar. We got to make sugar just like the symbol of like just being stoned, but with stoned with like blocks of sugar. It's just got to be a terrible thing. So how do we how do we do that? Um. Uh, I think, I think we can start with like every time, like all the, all the bad crimes, all the real, real bad crimes, like there's just a giant, like a ton of sugar above them in the courtroom and it just falls on them whenever they're declared guilty. Or what, or what, what if we go at a more link, like even a basically like we, we change certain like criminals, we call them like sugar people or sugar. Oh, you know what I mean? Like we, we started like a basic linguistic level and then work on society from that way. Because words oh. are powerful. What'd you just say to me? Just like start talking to kids like that. <laughs> Were you being sweet to me? Don't you dare be sweet to me. <laughs> you you know what you are? You're a sugar person. Oh, daddy, don't say that. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'll never be a sugar person again. That would be I awesome. All right. All right. This okay. Is, so, we, so so create create sugar-induced trauma yep, is sugar number trauma. one. Or, or number two, convince a nation of 300 million people <laughs> At its most basic linguistic level, to replace negative words with words using uh, the phrase yeah. sugar. And what and what better person than a poet to do it? So Sophia, Correct. Uh, and I think number two for Sophia, your yeah. answer is number two. Yeah, you can exactly. start in your work. Yeah, I think basically everybody listening to the show is getting number two in one way or the other. Okay, let's keep going. Uh, what 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 we got next, my dude? Okay, so this is this came from Reddit. This is from the LSD subreddit. Okay. <laughs> Someone posted this 
it's a Q&A. And the question is, how can I help someone through a bad trip? And the answer, I, like I guess okay. this is from some website. This okay. answer from website was, don't try to handle this situation on your own. Call 911 and a trusted adult immediately. While waiting, address the person by name, remind them who and where they are, talk to them calmly, make sure they're safe, and don't leave them alone. Okay. And the person just wrote, worst advice ever. Okay. <laughs> so this is from, this subreddit is geared towards people who, who well, use yeah. a lot of LSD and training. Yeah, they're deep so, into the scene. They're deep into the scene, okay? And so my favorite comment is someone dramatizing an actual answer, like, you know, following this okay. advice. Okay. Jim, 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 listen to me, Jim. You're a carbon-based life form flying through a cosmic <laughs> void while currently experiencing consciousness expansion on a cosmic scale. Listen to me, Jim. Your atoms comprise of mostly nothingness. It's okay, Jim. We're all here watching you. Also, <laughs> the authorities are on their way. Uh, uh, guaranteed to calm you the fuck Amazing. Down. And so most of the comments involve stuff like, is your friend freaking out because of psychedelic drugs? Get the police involved. It'll be sure to calm them down. Okay, so I just I love because all these LSD. I mean, you know, I know that the medical advice is called, you know, but it's just hilarious because I hadn't thought about this. The idea of of telling someone reasonable when you said the original advice, I was like, yeah, that sounds right. That's what I I know. That's that's why I chose it, because you're like, oh, this doesn't (laughs) seem like a bad idea until you kind of go through it. And then you realize, oh, it's it's really it's it's not good. And this is the best. This is the best throwaway comment. Someone wrote. As someone who has had the worst trip of his life in public and called the police on himself three times, <laughs> I can comfortably say this is the worst advice. Okay, <laughs> three, three times. What has happened in your life that after calling the police on yourself once, you still do LSD? Uh, to be fair, I think once you're doing LSD, it's no longer you. Like you've transformed, like you've started the clock anew on a new being. No, it's true. It's true. So one of the one of the things that I thought was very funny and I liked is that one of the tips was if someone is freaking out or having like a kind of ego death or just absolutely lost their sense of self, give them direct answers instead of indirect answers. Right. So if people are like, oh, my God, what's happening? Who am I? Don't be like, you'll be OK or it'll all be OK or help. Right. You know, whatever. So I just love the idea if of not following this advice and someone's like what's happening and you're like i don't know what do you think's happening and they're like am i okay and you're like do you think you'll be okay maybe someone's you're just like not giving them clear answers i I know it's mean but the idea of just absolutely fucking with someone and giving them indirect answers and like you know kind of throwing questions back at them i I don't know i don't know Uh, did we call Geraldine Ferraro? Is she exactly. on her way? There, nobody knows. There's no way to know whether Geraldine Ferraro is, is almost here. Did to, did like, we take you did away? We call your, take you away. Did we call your mom and dad? And are they on a cross country flight to come get you? Who knows? We'll see. Life's unpredictable. Like maybe, the worst maybe Vin Diesel. Can... Maybe Vin Diesel's rubbing your feet right now. We don't know. We can't see that far. Your feet are a million miles away. Also, do you have feet? Are you you? Who knows? Um. As not to go into, I mean, I just think the whole thing is is hilarious. I love, I love. One, one thing I liked about this is that it's advice that doesn't initially seem bad, right? Yeah. But then, but when put through the lens bad. of someone who's been through this, and I, I just thought that Jim response was very well written. That was well. very good. 
You know, LSD is the, is one of the few drugs which I am uh, I have a lifelong fear of. Um, it, it is it is the sole, at least personal, for me, example of drug education actually doing something. Because in eighth fucking grade, they showed us a video in health class. There's just an interview with this dude, and he seemed like he was like a middle aged white dude with glasses, whatever. Uh, and he's he seemed like you know relatively put together in terms of he could like answer questions, whatever. But he explained in the course of this like video that we watched him that he had not done LSD in over 10 years. But before that, he had done a lot of it. And uh, since for the last 10 years, even though he had not taken any additional LSD, on every single like surface in his field of vision, to the table, the chair, the water glass in front of him, everything, like all hours of the day, anytime he was awake, there were tiny multicolored elephants running over all those surfaces all the time. And I was like, oh, not doing that fucking stuff. That's off the list. <laughs> I'm not taking that out. Nope. Don't need, don't need no permanent elephant vision. That's out. Nope. Okay. John, I out. I will challenge you in that, you know, while that may be less than ideal in certain circumstances, <laughs> elephants aren't, you know, they're peaceable. I mean, it's not like, I don't know. I mean, it could be worse, but I mean, that's the thing. It could. Like, it's, it can't be elephants every time. What if you rolled the dice and you got like, like a terrible stand-up comic the whole time? Or a hyena. Yeah, that, that wouldn't be good. Yeah. Either one would be bad. It's very Wait. bad. Yeah, LSD bad. So also, I don't know if you know this, but this is an anti-drug PSA podcast as well. <laughs> so we we hope that public schools and middle schools yeah. all over the country are listening to this and using our this as a curriculum. So yeah. uh, don't do drugs is I think what we're trying this, to say. This is, this is an amazing transition in our next question, which comes from a listener who we'll call Puff Puff Parent, uh, who writes in, My teenage son is smoking what seems to be way too much weed. Any ideas on things I can try to help him curb? Wait, wait is this really from one of our listeners? Yes, this is 100% from one of our listeners. That is awesome. Yeah. I mean, so, not, yeah, sorry, back, it's not... And, and we did not plan this transition. This no, just we, we didn't. Happen. Also, I'm sorry, Papa Parent, it's not awesome that your kid <laughs> is smoking way too much weed. We're not down with that. But uh, thank you for writing in with a, a yeah. legitimate issue. Yeah, so too much uh, of that that sweet, sweet kush. What are we going to do? Any thoughts? Any ideas? I, I'd say a teenager that smokes a lot of weed, probably pretty peaceable. I mean, I'm not trying to endorse <laughs> it. I'm just saying it's not like they're on meth or speed or PCP. No, you know? but it's also not like they're on extracurricular classes. They're, the, they're, they're yeah. also not on fencing and violin lessons. So for right, that, exactly. that's, a, that's a fair point. Right. No, no, I, yeah. I got it. I got it. What about like not... Not demonizing weed, not turning it into, say, sugar, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't want to compare it to sugar. No, or, but, but what about even, like, you know, acknowledging its reality, but, like, kind of limiting it or saying, look, I'm sorry, but there, we have, like, a no weed policy yeah. on weekends if you do your homework and you finish this or, like, you know, if you get straight A or even if you do well in this, you can have a full 24-hour weed fat, like, you know what I mean? And I think kind of... But how would you enforce it? I think the only way you could really enforce it would be to, like, you would provide, as a parent, just the best fucking marijuana. Like, just the creamiest, croppiest uh, hashish ever. Perfect. And then get them, get them like, super hooked on that really good stuff, but then, like, limit it, right? Yeah, so they would never want to go back to, to that... First of all, you'd have to... Stuff. Yes. First of all, you'd have to confiscate all their stuff, right? 
So you have to basically violate their trust and ransack their room and rob them (laughs) of their drugs. Then parenting, parenting 101. Yeah. Which I mean, you know, you and I are both parents. That's legit. Second, you then create conditions and structure and a framework. And thirdly, you then uh, become your child's dealer and supply them with top (laughs) quality product only at select times. I think that's, I think that's actually not bad advice. I mean, so, it's terrible. It's terrible it's, advice, <laughs> but it makes it has its own internal logic. Do you agree? It's got an internal logic. Uh, yeah. yeah. So here, here's here's what I think could be more effective, but much more dangerous advice. And it could backfire in several ways, but hear me out. I, and I and I was inspired by this by hearing I, I forget which one of the candidates it was. I think it was uh, Kirsten Gillibrand. That's she's running for president, right? Uh, who, um, they they all one? are. Yes. Why? Not? Yeah. So one, I think it was her. Uh, she got a question in like a town hall uh, from this, you know, working uh, white woman, this mother was like, you know, and was asking basically about white privilege. What, you know, why should she, she said, she's like struggling, et cetera. And like, she doesn't feel like the notion of white privilege, like applies to her. And so, and, and, and I think it was Senator Gilbert gave a very good answer, um, which, I, which I won't go into, but, but among it, it like included like pretty clear examples of, Hey, say you have a kid, and but and because he's white, uh, he gets found with some marijuana on the streets, and like the the cops give him a warning and let him go. Uh, same age, same amount of marijuana. Black student, much uh, uh, you know, uh, black child, much more likely to get actually put in prison and put through the system and have a bunch of like negative consequences or long term. Yep. And the only real difference we can tell is race, right? Yep. That's what we're talking about. And I thought it was a very good answer, but it inspired me to be like, can we make that? Can, like, can we put this child, who I'm going to assume uh, is is uh, participating in the white privilege side of this, uh, uh, weed smoking, can we push them onto the other side and make it a little more dangerous for them? Can we blackface them? So Nash is kind of what I'm hinting at. Is that is that a bridge too far? <laughs> so what you're suggesting is the parents saying, if you continue to smoke weed, you will be denied yes. white privilege. We yes, will exactly. we will somehow change the color of this, your skin and force you to deal with the reality yes. of mar- of marginalized people and minorities in the city. I I think that's correct. I that's my idea. I don't know how to do it. I think it good. I think it is absolutely too far and I'm in. All right, where do I sign up? What so I'm a, I'm a parent. Let's pretend this happens to me. Uh, I'm a parent of biracial kids, right? Who are half white yeah. and half brown. They get older, yeah. and this happens. Will I just say I'll take away your half white portion? <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm taking away the sunscreen. You're gonna darken up, and like you're done. I love it. You're done. Puff puff, parent. I'm sure. I'm sure this advice is this not is at super all fucking useful. This is not at all what you wanted, but it yeah. it let, take it from us. This is valuable advice. We hope that you, you it, need it. it might it might be what you need. Yeah, you know? uh, that's all right. We don't give um, any easy no. answers on this podcast. <laughs> God no. Uh, okay, let's talk about our our good cause of the week. So um, we don't do any paid advertising. We do this completely. Uh, gratis, uh, which, <laughs> given the quality of what we're passing out, I'm sure it's really fucking surprising. <laughs> 
Um, we do ask listeners to consider giving a little bit of support to, to charity or nonprofits, making the world a better place. So I, I think in episode one or two, uh, I, I did a, a malarial, anti-malarial uh, charity. And I'm, I'm going back to that well because mosquitoes are the fucking worst. I got bit by one yesterday and I, I'm, I'm like on a, I'm on an anti-mosquito bit. So I'm just going to make them pay. I also read, I think... I don't know if this is accurate, but uh, I think the New York Times linked to a study that uh, estimated that half of every human being, so like 100 billion plus people over the last couple hundred thousand years, half of their deaths are attributable to mosquitoes. Half. The fucking worst. They're the fucking worst. So, uh, doubling down on being anti-mosquitoes, anti-malaria. So, the Against Malaria Foundation, uh, againstmalaria.com, provides funding for long-lasting insecticide-treated nets, distributing them uh, in developing countries. Uh, all of the public donations buy those nets. Uh, each one costs $2. They are proven to be very effective at preventing malaria. They, uh, the Against Malaria Foundation works with the distribution partners to distribute the nets, ensures use. And then this part I really like, they conduct um, surveys and they track monthly malarial data. Ooh, that's to cool. To see if the nets are actually being used. They I like that. Like a good feedback loop. Um, so please donate at againstmalaria.com. You know, it's, it's funny because I think we think of malaria as this, um, I don't know, not archaic but it because because it you know used to infest the, the south during the civil war basically. yeah oh yeah big time but you big know time. my aunt neelam in india who you've met john she has yeah. you know she's had malaria like you know my, my family in mumbai who you know works in office buildings and live a relatively cosmopolitan you know upper class life uh, many of them have have uh had malaria just because of the frequency of standing water in the streets and mosquitoes yeah that's the fucking worst so uh, help us uh, get after it. Love it. All right. It is time for Celebrity Career Plan. Okay. What so do we got? Our, our celebrity this week is, drumroll please, Shelly Long. Woo, Shelly Long. You remember Shelly Long, so right? Much, uh, so, I, I remember her shoe was a lot better than Shelly Short. What? Okay. Let's, can, we, can we have our editor edit that out? <laughs> Just kidding. We don't have an editor. <laughs> Okay, so so Shelley Long is probably best known for her role as uh, Diane Chambers on Cheers, right? That like she was, yeah. she won two Golden Globes and an Emmy. She was awesome. Um, and then it's kind of interesting. She left of her own accord because she said she didn't want to play the same role over and over again, right? It's funny because Ted Danson stayed a couple more years, and I think he had a pretty good career. One of the things that I think was interesting is she had a few roles in, you know, The Money Pit and some 80s movies, but things kind of dried up, and she never had this career that people thought she would. And one of the things that I think was fascinating is she turned down roles, uh, which now in retrospect uh, may have changed her career. So she turned down the lead in Working Girl, okay? Oof, she turned rough. down. She turned down the lead in Jumpin' Jack Flash. Also, let's let's be- wait. Hold on, Whoopi the Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> yes. So Shelley Long, Shelley Long, and Whoopi Goldberg were up for the same role, which is <laughs> amazing. And oh man, and, and also who's the, who's the male lead in that? Who played? Is that a? I don't know. I don't remember. I remember it being hilarious. Insert actor's name here. <laughs> and lastly, my stepmother. It was Ted Danson. My stepmother is an alien. 
where the where the lead role went to uh, uh, yeah. Kim Basinger and also Ted Danson. Yeah, just kidding. Ted Danson was not. Yeah, it. exactly. Okay, but but so anyway, I for some reason I found this list of movies that were all kind of awesome and big movies. You know, it was just a little sad to me that she turned them down and then she never quite. Had, then she ended up doing some Lifetime stuff, and so I, I had two ideas. Okay, I had either lay it on me. Either we do a reboot of Cheers, right? But she's seventy now. I mean, like she's it's like a it's like almost like a bar in a nursing home or something and it's like oh my back okay secondly is you know the whole kind of like meta honesty no filter right so what if we i i was thinking we'd have something called she'd produce or host or do something called shelly's long shelly long's bad decisions or shelly long's mistakes and it would be all about her poor choice like it would be the behind-the-scenes story of her agent trying to get her to take the lead in Working Girl and her being like, no one's going to watch that shitty movie. You know, I'm going to star in uh, Don't Tell Her It's Me with Jamie Gertz and Steve Gutenberg, <laughs> which which is actually something um, that she did. So I like I like I like this this whole meta direction. Can we. So what I was what I was thinking, though, is, is maybe we can have it have her time travel back to those times. And so every episode would be like set in a different like period, you know, kind of point in her life. Oh. And, and it could be it could almost be quantum leap like where she's like leaping into her old self and you gotta like fix Shelly Long's she's gotta fix her life. Um uh, alternatively this would make a great video game, maybe. Also, I, I, I had to are you familiar with the film Frozen Assets? No. Is it a porn? Uh no, apparently. I've not heard of this movie, but according to Wikipedia it's a comedy about a sperm bank, which reunited okay. her with Hello Again co-star Corbin Burnson. So that oh, <laughs> there you go. That phrase right there made me, uh, you know, <laughs> I I was like, I was like, she already. I mean, part of what's amazing about this is she already made her own bad ideas. Do you know what I mean? She's yeah. like, I won't, yeah. I won't start in Working Girl. I'll start in Frozen Assets, a comedy about a sperm bank. With Corbin Bergson. I mean, that could have been good. But, but I do like this idea of her quantum leaping back into her. I, I just like the idea of her acknowledging her missteps. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that's the best way for this now kind of delicate 70-year-old woman to, you know, become a star again. Can we get her on LSD? I think that might be the missing juice. I feel like there's some juice missing on this. On yeah, this, like, no. I, uh, so <laughs> what about if... She took LSD and ran the Cheers bar. <laughs> Ted Danson's out. He already not, has his not custom. not for film, not for not being filmed. Just ran an actual bar, super high. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? I I agree. I think maybe her days as an actress are over. She is now just a drug-addled bar owner. <laughs> that would be an amazing. But how much? I, she could charge any amount for a drink. I wouldn't even care. hundred percent. Also, down. the amount of hipsters that would go to this bar as performance art. I mean, it would be the hottest ticket. <laughs> so in town. good. Oh my god, it'd be so good. And other, she could like other people would put on plays there. She wouldn't even know or care. Like you'd be like, yeah, we're seeing Hamlet at the fucking Shelley Long Cheers bar, and she's just interrupting the whole thing. Yes, high as shit. Yes, that, be like, she, I am Whoopi Goldberg. She, I am Whoopi. She is. Yes, I, I, I love the idea of her as a drug-addled bar owner, and the the yes, draw of hipsters man. that would come. And it'd be better if the bar was not somewhere like New York or Chicago and L.A. It has to be in like Gary, oh, no. Gary, Indiana, yeah. or like I don't exactly. know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's a destination unto itself. Yes. Correct. Correct. I love it. 
Awesome. You can even have it at the airport. We don't even have to ask. Okay, so we we do we do not want Olivia Coleman or her agent to hear this, but we do want Shelly Long or her agent. So if any of you guys have any connection, I don't know, man. Long. Olivia, I got beef with with Coleman, man. She, I, I think she's coming after us. I think this is the beef is on, yo. I th- I think we have delusions of grandeur if we think Olivia Coleman is coming after us. <laughs> Dude, I seriously, I've just taken a lot of LSD, and I see her behind <laughs> me right now. What 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 color are the how, elephants now? They they're Coleman colored. <laughs> uh, they're in whiteface. Oh dear. Okay, I, I think. Um, uh, I think that's gonna be good. <laughs> I think we need to end this before uh, any more missteps are yeah, made. Yeah, it gets worse. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, please uh, like us on the podcast app. Leave a review. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, you can do that on your podcast app or on SoBadIt'sBad.com. If you do like the show, tell a friend. Post about it on Facebook. Tweet the hashtag SoBadIt'sBad. Uh, we follow that. You can follow us directly on Twitter at SoBadIt'sBadCast. And if you need help, uh, you can see the kind of amazing ideas that come <laughs> up for people. Um, so please do send us your prompts for ideas for us to discuss. You can email us at ideas at SoBadIt'sBad.com. Thanks again. I'm John Lester. I'm Sonia Shinani. Peace out. Later.